Hey everybody, welcome to CAC Live. We're glad that you chose to be with us today and listen to our podcast. Pastor Don and I have a great Valentine's Day message for you today. We're talking about the perfect love of God that's been poured out into our hearts and how we receive and commit to that daily. So sit back and enjoy. Join us on Sundays, Facebook, 10 a.m., at CAC NAS plant. We'd love to have you with us. We sit around and have these discussions, encourage people to talk along with us. So for more information, check us out at www.cacnas.net and I uh, hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Boxes full of cupcakes and cookies and uh, little surprises. Uh, for her mother's uh, nursing home residents, and then they've got a whole nother setup for uh, the nursing staff. And you think, wow, that is a lot of work. And yeah, it is. Um, but for my sister-in-law, this is her love language. This is how she shows love in cooking and preparing, mindfully thinking of other people. And for her, this is easy. Um, because it is, it is how she expresses herself uh, creatively. Um, it's her gifting, her talents, and, and this gives her joy to do this for other people, her and my brother. Uh, for me, that would be like really hard, anxiety producing. I wouldn't know where to begin. I wouldn't have um, near the creativity that she does because that's not my gifting or my bent or my talent. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today, about, you know, just working with um, how God created you to be and, and me cooperating with God and how he created me to be and how we find those things out. Uh, but first, let's start out with the responsorial psalm for today. This actually comes out of the book of wisdom, and it's chapter one. Uh, it's going to be verse seven and then um. We'll skip down to verses 12 through 15. And if you haven't heard of the Book of Wisdom, it is in the original Catholic canon, the Catholic Bible, along with the Book of Sirach. So it's a little bit different, but it's still great. So this is what you will respond with me. The Lord's Spirit fills and holds everything in it together. So let's begin. We'll start with that. So together we read, the Lord's Spirit fills the entire world and holds together. Do not bring on your own death by sinful actions. God did not invent death, and when living creatures die, it gives him no pleasure. Together we say, the Lord's Spirit fills the entire world and holds everything in it together. He created everything so that it might continue to exist, and everything he created is wholesome and good. Together, the Lord's Spirit fills the entire world and holds everything in it together. There is no deadly poison in it. No, death does not rule this world, for God's justice does not die. Together, the Lord's Spirit fills the entire world and holds everything in it together. Amen. And then I have an opening prayer today. This prayer is from Pastor uh, Nadia Boltz Weber. Dear God, 
This morning when I took my first sip of coffee and said thank you out loud to seemingly nobody, I wondered if I'd finally gone mad. But then I realized I was talking to you, God. And suddenly I was not just grateful for the coffee, but even more so for that moment of respite from standard negativity. Now I, I am now feeling uh, greedy for more. So selfishly, I am now going to indulge in a short list of things I am grateful for in this moment because it feels like a bolus button of relief from the pain of self-obsession. Mm. For a working furnace, because it's negative five degrees outside. Amen. For whomever is driving the snowplow outside my window right now. Mm -hmm. For the dog on my lap. For the food in my belly. For the heart inside my chest that keeps giving and receiving love, I give you thanks. For my house plant that's still alive and for the tap water that still runs clean. And for this body that still moves freely, I give you thanks. Lord, help me remember that gratitude is a free antidepressant that you provided as a factory installed standard feature. And that it is gift you have given us, not one we give you. Thank you for creating us with a capacity for praise. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how miserable and annoying we'd be without it. In your name, mm. amen. 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 Well, happy Valentine's Day, yeah. everyone. And uh, welcome. We want to welcome uh, Gwen Cure is watching us. Hi, Gwen. Good morning, Mom. From Arizona. And Meg Zaring, we were just talking about. Yep the Zarings this morning. So Good welcome. morning to all the Zarings. Happy Valentine's to all the girls over there and mm -hmm. Stephen too. So, um, and we have Taylor and Holly. Good morning. Watching us, which I got their permission, but we talked with Taylor and Holly yesterday. We mm -hmm. had a wonderful conversation on Zoom. So we need to do more of that. Yeah. That was really, really good. It felt like we were just sitting right next to one yep. another yep. talking. Yeah, once but, you get used to it, it just um, kind of, yeah. Taylor and Holly are married, uh -huh. and uh, happy Valentine's Day to you guys. I think it's been, what, a year now that they've been married? 2019? Two years? Yeah. You'll have to post They on got here. engaged on Valentine's Day. Yeah, so that's kind of happy engagement day. Yeah. So, But they're officially members now, so yeah. we want to welcome them publicly. Taylor and Holly, welcome. You are official members of uh, Christ Agape, a collective, or it's kind of starting to be known as CAC Live, but... Yeah. Welcome, and uh, we love having you every week, yes. so uh, that's awesome. We haven't talked a lot about membership because this is all kind of new and yeah. informal, and we're thinking about changing the name to the First Holy Church of Stretchy Pants. You, yeah. probably, you can't see my pants, but <laughs> I'm wearing slippers and stretchy pants today, so welcome. You're invited to bring your coffee uh, show up in your stretchy pants or jammies and, and worship with us yes freely so it's truly truly a come as you are yeah yeah <laughs> uh, come as you are church so yeah i finally put on some jeans to go have lunch with my friend uh uh dana green uh a little bit over a week ago i don't recommend it mm. it hurt I'm like, why are binding. there buttons yeah. and zipper on these pants? I'm trying to eat here. so They're too pinchy. I did it. I did it for my friend. So Meg Zarian says, Happy Valentine's. Yay. And uh, Taylor says, Happy Valentine's. Um, so That that's just fun. reminds me of the office line. Oh, I hope you get struck with Cupid's Sparrow. Funny <laughs> little bird, but he gets the job done. 
<sighs> yes, uh, we were pleased to find out that Taylor and Holly ha share the affinity for the office like we do. So uh, hopefully, I'm sure none of our offices go over their heads. Nope, so, that's good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, um, Should we talk about what else today is? There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff today. That today is. Yes. Um, so, yeah, let's jump right into it. I've got some other stuff, but I think it'll just have to wait. But, yeah, jump Okay. Jump right into it. So, in a lot of uh, denominations, today is Transfiguration Sunday. Mm -hmm. For some, it's August 6th, but for some denominations, they actually start... Um, uh, um, Epiphany is done, and now we start the season of Lent with right. this Transfiguration Sunday. Um, so it is the first Sunday of the great 100 days that culminates in Pentecost. So we go from Transfiguration Sunday all through Lent, Holy Week, and then all up until uh, Pentecost, which is 100 days. There's, there is a far more ancient tradition to the season, which opens in a few days, today actually, printed this off a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. And the 100 days did not open with Ash Wednesday or a rite of ashes. Mm. In fact, the great season did not even have a rite of ashes. That ritual came much later and from the rise of atonement theology. The great 100 days were about theosis, which mm. means all are holy, and began with the Sunday of Transfiguration. The ancient season was dedicated to the spiritual practices which re-knit our oneness, our felt sense of union with each other on our becoming a renewed Pentecost. It is it is not time for us to restore, or is it not time for us to restore the season to its ancient origins? Is unity in diversity not the pressing need of today? And in this time, with its over-reliance on talking and cognitive discourse, we need to learn again that those are not the primary practices that sustain union. Mm -hmm. Intellectual endeavors create a sense of separateness. The ancient season was not about learning, but rather about intensive praying with our bodies bodies for the lessening of division and the growing of communion. Mm. Unity is a gift of grace and from the spirit, not a mental exercise. And that's from Alexander John mm -hmm. Shia. Yeah, I loved a couple of points in that. I underlined them the, about theosis yes. and uh, that all are holy. And we've mm -hmm. talked about that before, that this holiness that the Bible speaks of is a declarative. It's something yes. that's bestowed on us. Yeah. It's not a right that we earn. Right. Uh, it's a life that we live into, but mm -hmm. it's not one that we're trying to earn. And right. I love the unity is a gift of grace yeah. and from the, spirit. from the Spirit. And theosis is a term that's big in Eastern Orthodox, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which... The more I read about the Eastern Orthodox religion, the more I love it. I mean, they have a lot of things that stem all the way back to the apostles themselves. Yeah. I mean, there's churches in Europe that can honestly say they were founded by one of the apostles. And, and have what they call relics, which are just body parts, but right, <laughs> they right. have them. Right, but they're very... They've they've very diligent about keeping the yes. mystic approach, and uh, you, this approach came from the apostles themselves that lived with Jesus and spent mm -hmm. time with him. Yeah. 
And uh, so I mention that because, again, a bit of history, the Eastern Orthodox Church today, it's the Feast of Orthodoxy, and that's what they're celebrating. And I found that to be an interesting connection because the Feast of Orthodoxy uh, celebrates way back in the 1500s the defeat of I iconoclasm or defeat of the iconoclasts. And just real briefly, icons are art and uh, presentations of art uh, that Eastern Orthodox use to help them express their feelings towards God, their ideas about God, their thoughts, their doctrines, their life mission. Art is very important to yes. them. And so when that was restored back in the 1500s, they celebrated that. Yeah. And they, they still celebrate that. Mm -hmm today and I thought of us there's a resurgence in people um, purchasing you know getting icons you know in their homes we have one right. of the of the resurrection where Christ is pulling Adam and Eve basically all humanity mm -hmm. out of uh, the pit we should we had that up at, yeah. at one point yeah and it's not that you're worshiping an engraven image no. it's that it's a it's an arrow that's pointing you to a deeper yeah. idea and yeah. And I thought of a way that we could really demonstrate a modern day iconography. And that is, if any of you know Pastor Dawn, uh, she's got uh, a lot of tattoos. I have one right here. He gets to be in the club, so I'm, barely. I'm in the tattoo barely. club. Uh, he but, walked into the tattoo convention where I was competing with his wrist up. I have a tattoo. Well, I can be here. You had to have a tattoo, I think, to, to get in. But, Bless his darling heart. So anyway, you've got a you've got yes. fifteen of them. Sixteen. Sixteen, and they all portray something very meaningful to yes. you in your life, yes. uh, whether it's personal or spiritual. Yes. So, um, a, kind Which of an both. icon, mm -hmm. right? Right. Do you have one to show? Uh, you might I have to look it up. See here, but this is an uh, anatomical heart that looks like it is gilded over with metal. And to me, that is my guarded heart. Mm. My heart is hid with Christ and God. Um, you know, also says, guard your heart uh, above all things, for out of it flows the important things of life. So there are, there are several different meanings for this. It also has my birth constellation inside of it and i i just i just love that yeah so it's a it's a form of iconography because yes. it tells a story and mm -hmm. you know like mine is uh, hebrew for grace and peace mm -hmm. it's uh, chesed shalom and mm -hmm. i cannot tell you how many conversations get started by people religious or not religious asking me what that means and what a perfect transition to share my faith and to share my hope and it, it all just because they're like hey what is that that looks like hebrew i i studied that in seminary 20 years ago and so i, I get to share that so um anyway if you're an eastern orthodox happy feast of orthodoxy day um i hope hopefully we've got you with us yeah um that's awesome. Where am I going from here? I don't know. Let's open up our... We're our... going to talk about transforming grace, aren't we? Yes. And being led by the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And uh, So let's go ahead and open up with the scripture for the day. Yeah. Because today's scripture is based on Mark 9, uh, 2 through 9. And I'll, uh, I'll post that later. I'm going to try to do that 
more often. Uh, so kind of a side note on that. Uh, tomorrow I have a meeting. We're going to finalize and learn how to run this app. We actually have an app, believe it or not. Our our, denomi our denomination's home office graciously offered to provide us with this app, and it's really cool. So if you haven't given us your email and would like to take a look at this app, it's uh, it's it's called the discipleship app, but basically it's a let's let's all live the fullest life that we have together, and it's just a way that we can share scriptures with one another. Like I could post that on here, and it'll help you with daily readings, and it's kind of a connection point that you could post questions and say, "Hey, what about this?" Um, so if you're interested, give us your email at some point, and we'll we'll get you on there. But today's scripture is Mark. 9, 2 through 9, hear the word of the Lord this morning. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. And we say together, thanks be to thanks God. Thanks be to God. You know, and I think that one of the reasons why uh, some denominations start uh, the Lenten season with the Transfiguration Sunday, because it is juxtaposed against the culmination mm. of the crucifixion and resurrection. Um, you know, Christ was glorified mm -hmm. uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration, and yet on the cross, he hung in shame. On the Mount of Transfiguration, he was surrounded by Moses and Elijah. On the cross, he was surrounded by two criminals. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we juxtapose those two things, and then it all culminates in the glorious resurrection. Yeah, and it, it's a preview. It's, yeah. a, it's a brief glimpse into what God had plan for when Jesus did rise from mm -hmm. the dead. And so he pulls back the veil a little bit to mm -hmm. show this transfigured Jesus and this culmination of Moses, which represents the law, the law. Elijah, which represents the prophets. the prophets, and how they pointed and to Jesus. And then they disappear, and it's just It's Christ. just Jesus. So mm -hmm. it's a glimpse of this transfigured being that God had planned yes. this was so uh, we're not going to participate in um, Ash Wednesday in the traditional sense um, because we really want to put our focus now mm -hmm. then on what God was leading to and yes. so we're going to focus our Lenten uh, ministry towards that end yes who we are who we were always meant to be in Christ. Right. And I think that leads me to this quote. Um, this is part of a sermon by St. John Henry Newman, and mm. this is kind of what we're going towards. Let us then put aside vain excuses, and instead of looking for outward events to change our course of life, 
Be sure of this, that if our course of life is to be changed, it must be from within. God's grace moves us from within, so does our own will. External circumstances have no real power over us. If we do not love God, it is because we have not wished to love Him, tried to love Him, prayed to love Him. We have not borne the idea and the wish in our mind day by day. We have not had it before us in the little matters of the day. We have not lamented that we loved Him not. We have been too indolent, sluggish, carnal to attempt to love Him in little things and begin at the beginning. We have shrunk from the effort of moving from within. We have been like persons who cannot get themselves to rise in the morning, aka mm. awaken. Mm. Um, we have, and we have desired and waited for a thing impossible to be changed once and for all, all at once, by some great excitement from without, or some great event, or some special season, mm -hmm. something or other we go on expecting, which is to change us without our having the trouble to change ourselves. Mm. And I think, you know, we all do yeah. that. We're always waiting for something to, you know, hit us or, you know, like it said, some some great excitement from outside of ourselves. I think we're all guilty of that. Even, oh, yeah. Even non-Christians, they're always waiting for something. They're yeah. always waiting for either something to happen or something different. And... Well, I even think even in our own denomination, you mm -hmm. know, when people come down for to be what they call um, totally sanctified, mm -hmm. and they and you know some people I think mistakenly believe that that's going to be a magic zapparoony, you right. know, by and God, then and then you're perfect. just completely holy and you're never going to struggle anymore. It's like no, 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 no. That's just the starting point. It, it, yes, that's just the beginning. That's a kind of a step of faith and commitment. Right. Um, but yeah, it's an ongoing work of what you said, transforming. Transforming. Grace. And that starts in the little things, right. day by day. Right. Amen. Well, it's another happy coincidence that this conversation fell on on Valentine's Day because we're celebrating love. Yes. Uh, we're celebrating Eros love, you know, that romantic love that uh, people have between one another. And so we're giving each other cards and we're saying, I love you. And we're showing this appreciation. But and we uh, if you think about most relationships. Hi, Kitty. Uh, scared me. <laughs> you think about most relationships, they start with a simple glance. Yeah. You know, you catch one another's attention and across the um, crowded room. Well, yeah, and even Taylor mentioned about Holly that her spirit just really yep. shone and she was really drawn to really it. Really attracted to So, that. it starts with a glance and then you might have a date and you're always on your best behavior, but then you get to know one another and then Lord willing, things eventually might culminate in a marriage mm -hmm. uh, ceremony. So you have a wedding and you have a date, you plan this event, and it's this big public display. Uh, then you have a honeymoon, mm -hmm. and uh, then reality happens. Yeah. Then reality hits you like a Mack truck. Yes, Every day mm -hmm. happens. Yep. And if you talk to any married couple, after that honeymoon period, the first year is usually pretty good because you're trying not to leave the lid off the toothpaste and you're trying not to show really who you are. <laughs> but every eventually day, it comes every out. day eventually happens in yep. the reality. So you wake up and you choose 
a relationship mm -hmm. and uh, we we've got this uh we've got this uh theory that the more money you spend on the wedding event itself and the more glamorous you try to mm -hmm. make it and the more money you spend on wedding rings, it seems like the shorter the marriage lasts. I think there's actual <laughs> analytics on that. I don't think it's yeah. just us imagining. I think I've read something. Because that, the pomp yeah. and circumstance ends. And the debt is there. And the debt is there. And, which, yeah. kudos again to Taylor and Holly. Yeah. They chose not to do all that. Yeah. And they're saving the money. For what they really want. For what they really the want yeah. is a house. It's mature. So... Yeah, that's that's awesome. This morning I read um, in a devotional on about St. Valentine's Day, um, the writer said that um, you should actually be and feel more married after 20, 30, 40 years than you did on your wedding day. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly true. Yeah. You know, we are more married now as far as being one um, than we were the day we got married mm -hmm. or the first few years we got married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and not to get off on a marriage discussion, but, you know, after about, what is it, 10? About 10 years is when really reality hits yeah. and things get hard. So if you've only been married for... 10, 15 years and you're really having a hard time, don't don't despair because yeah. that's just normal. Whenever yeah. whenever two human beings decide to cohabitate and share a life, there's communication mm -hmm. problems, there's mis-expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things are just opportunities for you to grow and yeah. develop. So don't despair and don't feel like, you know, you've been cursed with this mate. I know she probably thought, where... <laughs> How did I end up with this pig animal in my life? So <laughs> I cry in the shower. Yeah, but my point is um, you also choose God in this similar yes. fashion. I don't know if you yes. were maybe equating this in your mind, but your relationship with God starts that way yeah. too. You kind of catch at a glance and you're like, wow, that sounds interesting. I'm going to hear a little bit more and then you get a little more serious. Um, and then this marriage happens yeah. and we've talked about... Mm -hmm. uh, this in the past few weeks, there's this decision that you come to. It's like, well, I want to be a true follower of mm -hmm. Christ. I want to commit daily mm -hmm. to this relationship. And uh, I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to take a step of faith every mm -hmm. day. And God's always faithful to, yeah. to meet you there and lead you in that. And you'd, you'd mentioned entire sanctification, uh, deep, deep, concept that we'll really get into a lot so don't think we're gonna don't think you have to understand it all today but she'd mentioned a, an altar call and mm -hmm. and and in the positive side of that it's a point where someone says yes I want that full transforming grace of God present in my life and I want to commit to that and so it's kind of the second act of grace mm -hmm. where you know, your first decisions to be a true follower of Christ. And then it's like the second is like, yeah, I really want that transforming grace of the Holy Spirit active in my life. Mm -hmm. I want to be submerged in it. And so the ceremony happens and you may pray with the pastor, but then every day happens every and you day. walk out of the church yeah. and then reality hits. Yeah. And um, That's why I like what he, what John Henry Newman said. It's the little things the daily things. Right, right. And so to recap a little bit of the last few weeks, you know, we talked about being a true follower mm -hmm. of 
Christ. We talked about last week this dark night of the soul that everybody, mm -hmm. everybody experiences. Yeah. And you see that light of God and you're asking God, please fill my heart with that light. I want that light to consume my heart. And um, a, a scripture in um, that I wanted to read is in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6, if I can find it. Oh, here it is. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6, this is uh, the, the Apostle Paul, and he says, even if our gospel, the good news that we're talking about, is veiled, um, it is veiled to those that are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light. And this is what the awakening is yeah. that you're talking about. These people just choose not to see the light or yeah. they're being deceived and blinded. Mm -hmm. But you, if you're watching this, you have seen the light. Mm -hmm. um, to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. And that's what we're talking about. Who is the image of God? The express He's image. the express mm -hmm. image of God. God came in the form of Jesus to be fully God and fully man. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is my beloved son. Mm -hmm. Listen to him because it's me. Yeah. This is God revealed. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is God who said, let light shine out mm -hmm. of darkness. Mm -hmm who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So this is the light that we're talking about. This mm -hmm. is the glory or the presence of God that God has revealed into our lives. Mm -hmm. And this is the plan that God revealed. He gave us a glimpse in the transfiguration mm -hmm. is like, I want my spirit transforming you into the very image of God, mm -hmm. the likeness of Christ. And I not only want this for you, but I've made arrangements for the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to come and empower you mm -hmm. to do that. In the bent and the way that God um, created you individually. So that's right. going to look different. And it should look different from person to person to person. Again, like Julie, um, that is how God created her. Right. And that is her her God-created mm -hmm. bent. You know, um, that's not mine, but I was given others. And that's, right. you know, we sometimes we, we get... Um, wrapped up in, oh, I, gosh, I wish I could be more like her. I wish I right. could be more like him. I wish I could do that. It's like, no, we need to come back and discover what God has for each of us. Right. And, and that, it may not be what we thought. No, and you've got a quote in there from the top five confessions of people that are on their deathbed. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that and, at the end, uh, but yeah. And that's the fascinating yeah. thing about what we're talking about is because when you yield over 
to God and this transforming grace, the miraculous thing that you discover is you find you've been living a lie. You find yeah. that you're trying to live your life based on what everyone else around you expects you to be. And you probably have symptoms of anxiety, frustration, right. stress. And then all of a sudden God begins to real, reveal to you your true self. And then it's liberating, liberating. and it's freeing. Mm -hmm. And it's like God's saying, I originally designed you mm -hmm. to be you. And you have clouded that with misunderstandings, uh, with misexpectations, with false pretenses. And all that has to get peeled away yeah. one at a time. It doesn't happen overnight, mm -hmm. but you peel that away and little by little, it's like Michelangelo used to say when he'd look at a block mm -hmm. of marble, it's like, I see the final result in the stone mm -hmm. and I peel away the pieces of the stone until it's fully realized. Revealed. And that's the process that so we're talking about. So you mentioned that quote, so let's, I'll say it again. I'll, we'll talk about it at the end before we uh, leave. Okay. But this is a quote from Bronnie Ware. She wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying because she's a hospice care worker. Mm -hmm. I don't, can't remember if she was a nurse or, or a pastor, but she spent, that's her, that's what she was created to do. Mm -hmm. But listen to this. This is on the top five regrets of the dying that she heard over and over and over again. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected me to lead. Mm. And how many of us are just living a life that others expect us to lead. Right. And the good and news... And don't feel authentic. No, and that's the good news that we're proclaiming to yes. you is that that life that God has for you is found in Him. Yes. And that's a very deep mystical thing, and I can't pretend to fully understand it, but it's we're trying to point you to, you will find this true self mm -hmm. in God. And I'm going to throw out a couple of uh, religious terms, so forgive me, but you'll read these a lot. You have been justified. Mm -hmm. God, through Christ, has justified you. So if you're feeling inferior if you're feeling unworthy if you're feeling that god hates you if you're feeling that you somehow judged. don't live up or judge let that go because mm -hmm. what christ accomplished and paul says repeatedly is you've been justified yeah. just as if you'd never mm -hmm. sinned mm -hmm. god has restored you to this point of a new creation and wants to live not for just eternity with you you've got to get your thinking off of heaven and hell all the time because God created you for a life here, here and now, and, now mm -hmm. and he wants to live it with you yeah. in partnership and with you. you. Mm -hmm. So you have been sanctified mm -hmm. and you have this uh, gift of the Holy Spirit. So you've been set apart. You've been mm -hmm. declared holy mm -hmm. in the eyes of God. That's mm -hmm. a powerful thing. Yes. And, um, to really embrace that, trust it, and hope in it, you can't have um, a fear of God. No. Uh, you can't be afraid that God's going to whack you with his hammer. No. You can't be afraid of condemnation. Um, that's, 
you know, the Bible says that Christ came to set us free from fear. Fear of what? Fear of condemnation (laughs) and God, because that, you know, that, you know, you're, you're anticipating some kind of punishment and Christ came to set us free from that because there is no more condemnation. Mm -hmm. So we have to trust that God is a good, loving Abba father. Mm -hmm. That wants the best for us. I want to read this. Um, okay, can one I? Of my, let, mm-hmm. let, yeah, go let, ahead. Let, let me just. Steve Zeering's with us. So hey, hey, Stephen, glad to have you. And uh, Sharon Wheeler's with us. So hi, Sharon. Hi. Uh, if Dad's there, say hi. Good to, morning. And much to my dad's chagrin, I'm sure my living my true self with a ponytail is thrilling for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to this. Um, so here's a testimony from one of my favorite um, HGTV hosts. I love the show Hometown because they're so real. And yeah, they're, yeah, they're sweet just couple. sweet couple. Yes, yeah, so awesome. Um, her name is Erin Napier. So she wrote, A Deep Thought from the Weekend. My life is not going the way I wanted. My husband was asking me what I see and want for our lives in the long run. The infinity plan, I think he called it. And I realized, these are all the plans we made for our life. We took every preparation, every opportunity to make these things happen. Number one, go to Flagler College in Florida. Two, graduate and work as a book or magazine designer somewhere far away from Laurel, Mississippi. Three, not worried about getting married. Four, definitely not interested in having kids. Five, <laughs> Flagler didn't work out, so I went to, ju- to a JUCO at home with the plan to go to Savannah College of Art after. Six, definitely never thought I'd, be, I'd like to be on TV and never considered a pandemic could be a real thing, certainly not making a TV show during one. Mm. And seven, Ben was going to be a college professor, even started his master's degree. Not a single one of these life goals happened. And I found that when things didn't work out, God took the pieces and put them together in this far more creative configuration. Things ebbed and pivoted constantly, independent of my will, but always with my reluctant cooperation. Mm. And it's been the best possible story so far. So no, I don't make plans anymore. That's my short answer. Unless we're talking about lunch or a supper plan. Right, or cheese on my hamburger. You had a note on there. I didn't know if you wanted to. Uh, Well, this just goes back to our scripture last week. And uh, you'll find that this scripture just weaves its way through every conversation. But Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So in light of that, trust, wholly rely on the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And he will direct your steps. And that's exactly what she's talking about. And how that looks for each individual, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. going to look different. But if you trust in the Lord with your whole heart, it, it's God's going to lead you. Lead like you and guide you, you. You swore off men entirely. Yeah, and, and, and then I met him the next day. And, yeah. God, <laughs> and God had to bless her with somebody like me. to. Yes. <laughs> and all your 135-pound glory. Sunken chest. Oh, so white, yeah. bluing with extra whiteness. Yeah, yeah. extra. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. So, awesome. with her reluctant cooperation, yeah. I, love I love that mm-hmm. because that's where I'm leading up to now. Mm-hmm. Is I mentioned the process. Yeah. So life happens and reality happens, and it, and it presents you with an opportunity. Are you going to choose daily to participate entirely? 
with the work of grace mm -hmm. in your life? Are you going to participate daily with the process of sanctification uh, or transforming grace? Yeah, uh, author like author William Greathouse, he's a, he's a Nazarene guy, and I love reading his stuff because he's got some deep, deep thoughts. But here's what William Greathouse says. God's grace is transforming and renewing and the human response was to place all of life in the stream of transforming grace. Mm. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about placing all mm -hmm. of life into the stream mm -hmm. of transforming grace. You know, God's provenient grace. and That's the grace the, that goes before us. So if you hear the term provenient grace. Yeah. Forgiveness that goes before us, grace that goes before us. And when we talk about grace, um, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that helps us to desire God's mm -hmm. will and to do God's will. Thich Nhat Hanh says, discussing God is not the best use of our energy. If we touch the Holy Spirit, we touch God not as a concept, but as a living reality. Mm. And to touch the Holy Spirit in this way means to get quiet, to go inward, right, and to listen. And like he says, it's not a concept, it's right. not a doctrine, it's right. not an ideology to be discussed at the coffee house. Right. It's just a reality that yeah. needs to be lived out. Uh, before I, Shelly Wade is with us. Hi, Shelly. Hi, good Great morning. Great to have you. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you're welcome. It's mm -hmm. a it's an open forum. So, but this provenient grace that God goes before you, even before you give him the time of day or even know he exists, God's grace is extended towards you already. Yes. And it's ex it extends to everyone and we experience, we all experience this to a certain degree. And I want to explain, I'll give you an example. So anyone can relate to this. So let's say you're 16 years old right now and just stop and think, Think of who you were 10 years ago. Just 10 years ago, you were age six. How different are you today? How much have you changed? How much have you grown? How much have you learned? Mm -hmm. Let's go to 26. Those of you that are 26 years old, just think back 10 years. You were 16. Yeah. Think of how different you are today. Mm -hmm. Think of the things that you know now that you didn't know then. The things that you avoid now that you didn't know to avoid then. You know, this provenient grace was with you mm -hmm. the entire time. Let's mm -hmm. go to 36. If you're 36, think back to when you're 26. Yeah. There's a huge gap there. And I can mm -hmm. promise you, you'll look back and say, wow, I've really changed. I, yeah. do, I, I don't think this way. I yeah. don't. Well, that continues on yep. and on and on. And then when you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s. You're still growing and changing. You're still growing. Mm -hmm. So why not willingly submit yourself, trust in the Lord with your whole heart, mm -hmm. submit yourself to this transforming grace and trust in it and let, or better yet, allow allow God's perfect work to be done in your heart, yeah. in your soul, in your mind, mm -hmm. in your body, in your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So a one-time prayer 
can be done at a church. It can be done right now. It can be done in your quiet time. It can be done at home in your living room. You know, one, or a one-time prayer it can be done daily as needed. Daily. Well, exactly, because that's mm-hmm. my following. My follow-up point Ooh. is that it won't. It'll start the process, yeah. but it won't finish the job. And as we've hopefully communicated, it's a daily commitment. Yeah. It's a it's a process that you're going through. And this came up in conversation yesterday, but don't be so hard on yourself because, you know, God's grace will meet you right where you're at and uh, never... And what you can handle at the time. Yeah, and never never despair the process, Mm -hmm. trust the process and where you're at. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep an open heart and seek truth and to seek God and his presence and the experience of the Holy Spirit, God's faithful and just to lead you. As a matter of fact, if some other folks that are watching uh, have a testimony to this, I would love it if you would share it because I could take the entire 45 minutes and and share with you things that have happened in our life that just show us the grace of God in our life and the faithfulness of God in our life. So, um, did you share the St. John quote? I did. Okay, good. So I'm, I I was, the little things, you know, mother Teresa said, you know, she was asked, you know, how do you do all that you do? Mm -hmm. And she's like, you do little things with great love. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Teresa of Avila, that was her, her whole, um, idea um, that she communicated is that it's the little small day-to-day mm-hmm. things so um, and God is always in today in the, now. in the now so you can just look around you and ask the Holy Spirit to make you aware of you know what are the little things that I could do with great love today well, and you mentioned another key component of that is in your opening prayer is is the uh, practice of being thankful yeah, and uh, the practice of, mm-hmm. of giving praise. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when I say praise, I'm you're thinking of praise to God, which is a, a great discipline to start your day of just setting your heart of what you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, it will open up. Oh, I, wow, I forgot about this. I didn't even, you know, and then you're like, well, forgive me, Lord. I can't believe this huge, how many times huge, wonderful things happen. And then you, take just kinda, you just kind of forget about it. Yeah. And then you just move on. Well, you need to discipline yourself to get back to a practice of mm-hmm. being purposeful and thankful. Uh, one side note on praise, and this will change your life too. Don't limit that to just praise to God because there's a certain liberation in offering praise to other people. Yeah. If you see them doing something well, Mm -hmm. if you see your spouse doing something that you appreciate, don't just think about it. Say something about it. Say, hey, I really think you do that well. And we were talking about our family. We're not good at that, but no. that's something that we really try to force ourselves to do. It's like, I I need to praise my spouse and tell her how much I appreciate this. And if I see something that she does well, uh, and even with other people, you need to be really willing because that willingness to praise someone else just really opens up mm-hmm. your life to receiving your heart. good mm-hmm. things. Yep. So yep. Transfiguration Sunday is about us yielding to the Holy Spirit today 
and every day mm -hmm. allowing God's transforming grace to have its perfect work in us yes. and through us. So we don't have this regret. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected me to lead. We want to live authentic mm. uh, lives in and through Christ. Yeah. And uh, I think, I, are you ready for the ending prayer? Well, we've got a new visitor that I wanted to welcome. Okay. Uh, Kimberly Lignon is watching. Oh, hi, Kim. Wow. All the way from Texas. Yeah. They got some cold weather, too. I think it is cold Not as there. cold as we've got here. I don't think here. it's zero, no, but it's negative probably... Negative zero wind chill. Yeah, well, hopefully Alonzo is there and um, say hi hopefully. to the family for us. That's right, We go way back. Yes, we do. <laughs> Woof. We go we way back. We won't say how way back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> awesome. All right. So in closing, I've got a closing prayer and then another little quote for us. So if you would join me in prayer in whatever stance that feels uh, comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. Lord, your word says that you desire truth in my innermost being. To live an authentic, creative life, motivated and empowered by your Holy Spirit, so that I can be and do all that you lovingly created me to be and do. Please help me to know you in spirit and in truth more and more. Mm. Remove anything that I hold as a belief or understanding of you that is not true. Holy Spirit, lead and guide me into truth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. Amen. And then my closing quote is from Matthew Kelly. Whenever possible, help those around you to celebrate their true selves. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's good news. Well, Pam Taylor is joining us. So welcome, Pam. Hey, Pam. You'll have to start over again and watch yeah, us Yeah, we're not going to recap for you. So, <laughs> but, uh, but we love you and hope you're feeling, yeah, hope you're doing feeling well. well today, doing well. And thank you for taking care of our oldest son. Yes. Giving him employment. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, it's been a, a pleasure talking with everyone. Um, and if you have any questions or comments, we have just a few more minutes, but uh, we're going to wrap this yep. up. Um, need a benediction. Need a benediction. So if you want to receive this blessing, please uh, stretch out your hands. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Mm -hmm. Make his face shine uh, with his love shed abroad into your heart. May you live a transformed life by his grace, by his peace. And it's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we pray. Amen. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. And we'll see you next week.